This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 1203 October 26th, 2022. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us for the Wednesday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rachel Pearson filling in for Rob Hart. A list of the best and worst candy for Halloween is out, so we'll find out both the winners and losers in our next segment. But right now, rising mortgage rates are impacting the sales of new homes. We're now joined by Steve Kirch, real estate editor at Market Watch here in Chicago. And Steve, tell us a little bit about what we saw in September when it comes to new home sales. Uh, Right, Rachel, we've got more news of a cooling off in the housing market. New home sales down 11% from the previous month and now down about 17.5% year over year. Uh, That's just another indication. We've had existing home sales that have been falling off. All of this, of course, related to the uh, quick rise in mortgage rates that we've seen this year. It's a bit of a double whammy when you tie in the the higher mortgage rates and really the higher price of homes right now, too. So I'm curious to sort of pick your brain. What's it going to take to see a rush to buy back in the housing market? Well, that's uh, both of those things are going to have to come down. I think uh, home buyers, in order for them to be able to afford these houses, interest rates will either have to fall or housing prices are going to have to drop significantly. And at the moment, neither of those two things are going to be happening anytime in the near future. In fact, even though new home sales fell uh, over the month, we saw prices continue to rise. New home sale prices were up 14%. Uh, That may be less gain than we've been seeing in the past, but prices overall are still rising for houses, even though more slowly. Is there is there a timeline for this to start to sort of cool down for either, like you said, mortgage rates to come down or for people to just start really reevaluating their listing price? I think most folks are, are waiting on the Fed. Uh, we're going to see shortly what their next rate hike is going to be. We're pretty certain it's either a half point or a three quarters of a point. Uh, going into 2023, that's going to be the question, right? Is, are they going to wait and see what the effect of all these hikes this year have been and maybe give us a little relief. So uh, depending, since so much of the housing market now is depending on mortgage rates and interest rates, I would say we're probably into next spring before all of this cooling off maybe takes effect on prices. Let's say you're a really, really motivated home buyer. Is this really the, the ideal market for them when there's less competition to make an offer on a house, assuming that you can handle the, the high rate or the high home price? Well, oddly enough, you know, the inventory of homes for sale is still not all that large. 
and that's also putting upward pressure on home prices. Despite the fact that sales have declined, a lot fewer people are interested in putting their homes on the market for the very reason that they've probably got a low mortgage rate. And if they get in the market themselves by selling their own home, they're going to find themselves with a much bigger mortgage. So I think we're still seeing some constraint on the supply out there, and that's still making it tough on buyers. Thanks so much. Steve Kirch, real estate editor at Market Watch here in Chicago, coming up. Find out where your favorite candy ranks on a list of the best and worst Halloween candy. Halloween, now less than a week away. That makes it the perfect time to take a look at a ranking of the best and worst candies. We welcome Phil Lempert, founder of SupermarketGuru.com, based in L.A. And Phil, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, we all know that there's great candy out there. That's not the conversation. I want to talk about the worst. First Halloween candy. I'm going to lay it out there right now. Hot take, good and plenty. There, I said it. I like good and plenty, Rachel. <laughs> How can you <laughs> say that? How can you say that? Oh, it's well, on the list. It, it has to be. This is this is a survey of over 30,000 customers, um, number one. So, you know, it, we're not just talking about what you like, what I like um, as our favorite, but the worst, the number one worst is candy buttons. I haven't had those since I was probably like five. Um, number two are Smarties. Number three, Tootsie Rolls, and I totally disagree with that. I love Tootsie Rolls. Uh, great Chicago company. Uh, Necco Wafers is number four. Candy corn is number five. Um, So when we take a look at these surveys, what we have to understand leading up to Halloween is this is the most expensive Halloween candy season in history. The price of candy is up about 13% according to the Labor Department. And there's certain products like Starbucks, and Skittles that have gone up 35 and 42 percent since just last year. So, you know, we've got to be shopping smarter for our candy and make sure that we choose the ones that really matter. Well, I guess that depends on your take on Halloween. See, I might want to be the house that gives out the bad candy just so I can have the good <laughs> ones for myself, right? And here's the other thing. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with a couple things. I know you like the Tootsie Rolls. I'm going to go yep. out on a limb. I like candy corn. Oh, I do, too. (laughs) I like candy corn. And and what we find is candy corn on most surveys always comes out as the worst Halloween candy ever. Ever? Um, So ever. So you've got candy corn, and this comes from the candy store, their survey, which is different than the 30,000 person survey. Candy corn is the worst. Circus peanuts are number two. Peanut Butter Kisses, number three. The Wax Cola Bottles, I didn't even know that they still sold those. Oh, yeah. Number four. Get stuck in your teeth. Yeah, number five. Um, And, you know, your your worst good and plenty is number nine on their survey. Exactly. That's why I'm right, Phil. You're always right, Rachel. (laughs) Well, I appreciate uh, the list here, and hopefully our listeners know which candies to avoid uh, this Halloween. Thanks so much, Phil Lempert, founder of SupermarketGuru.com, based in Los Angeles. Up next, Microsoft and Google Google parent Alphabet are reporting some pretty disappointing quarters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour.
Shares of both Microsoft and Google parent company Alphabet take hits today following some disappointing earnings reports. We're joined by Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial here in Chicago. And Jeff, let's start with Alphabet. That's Google parent company and some disappointing earnings that analysts say could signal some bad news for some other tech giants. I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Well, Rachel, certainly it was not a, an impressive report. We're seeing Google down about 7.5%. And this is due to the revenue growth slowdown. It's interesting to see there is still growth, but it's only at 6% from where it was 41% a year earlier. So this is actually the worst day you've seen Google have since COVID-19 hit back in March of 2020. Now, this is all alarming, but at the end of the day, Rachel, I think this is priced in. We are seeing where Google has been year-to-date down about 25%. And I've been beating the drum all year here on WBBM Radio about moving out of growth into value. But now is an opportunity, as you've seen some of these mega-cap technology stocks really get beaten down. I think there's an opportunity to start nibbling and buying into Google. Even Microsoft, which is having just as bad, not as bad as it is Google, but nearly as bad as well after its earning this. Well, here's the other interesting thing about Google that's worth mentioning is it's it's almost entirely driven by ad revenue, correct? That that's what's sort of been increasingly uncomfortable, at least over the last six months. Yeah, that's right. But let's put it in context here, Rachel. You know, the company reported overall advertising revenue of $55 billion. So, you know, that's up slightly from the prior year, but it's analyst expectations. And we did see not as much money come in from the YouTube ad revenue. So that did disappoint but I think bigger picture, this is a company that has made money for many, many years. It is absolutely acceptable to see a little bit of a slowdown. And you're actually hearing them for the first time, which is, again, going to cause a little bit of pause and apprehension in investor sentiment that they're actually talking about reducing headcount. You have not heard Google, Microsoft, any of these mega cap technology stocks talk about job cutting ever. Let's shift gears to Microsoft and uh, seeing some shares there sink more than 8% on some weak guidance. Uh, Some are expecting a rebound, though. Would you agree that that's imminent? It is. I think you talk about Microsoft, you talk about the cloud, uh, the way they're able to participate in the cloud. Azure is their company that continues to move higher. But yes, this is an absolute reset, repricing. And the one thing we haven't really talked about, Rachel, is where the 10-year note, the interest rates. And you know, I, I have to go back to my bond days at the Chicago Board of Trade, the CME group, where the bond leadership really helps get to a better understanding of how these technology stocks, which are so sensitive to rates. So in the 10 years, started off the year in 2022 at 1.5%, just went up to nearly 4.25%. Luckily, today it is looking to go back under 4%. But that has really put all these mega cap technology stocks into the hurt locker. So a name like Microsoft, it is at a deep discount. It is a company that's still nearly $2 trillion in market cap. And this is a blue chip tangible name. This is the essential name that we own and we're going to add to on this discount being down 7% on the day. That's Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial here in Chicago and still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday. Why it makes sense for some people to keep on working even when they can retire. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Charges are filed in the weekend attack on a postal service carrier in Chicago. A verdict is reached in the trial of a man accused of driving his SUV through the crowd at a holiday parade in Wisconsin last year. In Personal Finance Wednesday, one retirement related strategy could be to continue working. And if you're considering a job change for the new year, the time to start looking is right now. 
WBBM Business, the Dow up 80 points, NASDAQ down 190, and the S&P 500 down 18 points. AccuWeather says blue skies, just a few clouds, mostly sunny today, but cooler, a high of just 55 degrees. Very chilly tonight, clear skies early on, lows ranging from 32 to 43 degrees, and some sunshine tomorrow, clouds still cool, tomorrow's high 58 degrees. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Chicago police have arrested a suspect after an attack on a U.S. Postal Service letter carrier. It happened Saturday afternoon at a gas station near 28th and Pulaski. This is CPD Chief of Detectives Brendan Dinahan. The postal uh, worker was actually getting some uh, gas at that location. And then when she went to get back in her truck, this defendant entered her truck and told her to drive, and they told her to park at a location, and then ordered her to get in the back of the truck and remove her clothes. The 28-year-old postal worker was able to fight off the attacker, who then escaped. 44-year-old Cesar Ramirez now faces kidnapping and attempted sexual assault charges. Meantime, a Wisconsin man has been convicted of killing six people and injuring dozens of others when he drove his SUV through a Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee last year. Daryl Brooks was found guilty on all 76 charges. Lori Hoagland was at the parade and was in the courtroom when the verdicts were read. She tells CBS 58 News. Justice. Justice has been served. Justice. Brooks faces mandatory life sentences on each of the six homicide counts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are mixed. We're joined this afternoon by Jim Welsh, a macro strategist and portfolio manager at MacroTides.com based in San Diego, California. Jim, stocks have certainly rallied off their lows that were put in at the end of September. So does the surge continue? Uh, Well, it depends on what time frame, Rachel, you want to talk about. I, I think what really ignited the market last Friday was the story in the Wall Street Journal that the Federal Reserve would consider doing something less than 75 basis point hike at their December meeting. Uh, The GDP report comes out tomorrow for the uh, third quarter. I think it's going to definitely be positive. It might actually be above 2%. And that will raise some questions as to whether or not the Fed will have the flexibility uh, to to only go 50 basis points. So in the very, very short term, if that proves correct, we may see a pullback. Uh, But I do believe the market after that pullback is likely to uh, move uh, higher towards the 4,000 region as long as it holds above 3,650. Are there certain sectors currently that, that people should be paying attention to or avoiding? Well, the thing I believe is that we're going to see the Fed downshift uh, sooner or later. We're going to see the economy slow, especially as we get past the first of the year. And inflation, ironically, uh, Rachel, in the next six months is going to drop. And I think potentially when the October CPI comes out in mid-November, it will have a seven handle. In other words, it won't be 8.0%. It'll be seven nine seven eight. So the point being is I think 
we're going to see Treasury yields come down. Uh, and I would also be looking at, and there's an ETF that people can uh, uh, purchase in order to benefit from that. And I also would look at emerging market uh, bonds because I think the dollar is going to correct as it becomes obvious that the Fed is going to, you know, get to that point where they reach the terminal rate and not increase rates anymore. And that should allow emerging market currencies to rally. And if Treasury yields are coming down, they're going to come out overseas as well. What areas of the market do you find are, are defensive right now? Uh, energy has been very, very defensive uh, and healthcare. Those are two. Uh, energy's actually been doing well, so it's actually done better than just being defensive. Healthcare is traditionally a defensive area, and uh, it's been holding up well. I think for the year, uh, the primary healthcare ETF is unchanged for the year. I want to circle back to the Fed. I know that you mentioned uh, its potential hike of another uh, at least 50 basis points. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, can we anticipate, I feel like every time there's an announcement, even though we know it's coming, we still see turbulence on Wall Street. And, and is this something that investors can brace for? Do you have advice for them uh, as yeah. we sort of head into the next announcement and potential rate hike again? Well, they're going to go 75 basis points uh, on November 2nd. Uh, but for the first time in quite a while, Rachel, a Fed governor last Friday opened the door that, hey, maybe we shouldn't be uh, moving ahead at 75 basis points. I'm paraphrasing. So I think that is the direction of the Fed. The Fed doesn't want to push so hard as to tip the economy in a recession. So that means at some point in time, they have to downshift. And um, that is coming. Uh, and prior to that, though, we've always had a very strong anti-inflation. We're going to keep hiking rhetoric, and I think that's the primary reason why the market has reacted negatively. Do you expect any sort of relief if there is a downshift uh, come November? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's why the market has the potential to rally over the next three to six weeks. But I think there's another shoe to drop, Rachel. The Fed has said they're going to keep the funds rate at a very high level, whether it's at four or four and a quarter percent or whatever, through most of next year. The economy is going to slow. I think by mid next year, we're going to see the economy moving toward a recession. That means lower corporate earnings. So I think the market has another leg down that will likely take it below the lows that we've seen this year. Well, let's talk about what that means for individuals uh, who have a 401k, specifically looking to retire in the next you know, year or two. Is this worrisome for them? It is. Uh, and that is the problem. I, um, and it's difficult because they don't have the either skill set or the flexibility within those plans to really uh, maneuver. Um, but I would say that, you know, increasing their allocation to bonds, bonds have had one of the worst declines in more than 100 years makes sense, because I do think that we're going to see the Fed have to moderate policy. And ultimately, I think there will be a recession next year, and that should benefit bonds. Thanks so much. Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at Macrotides.com, based in San Diego. Up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, why it may be wise to delay Social Security and just keep on working. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, and sometimes it's not the best idea to begin collecting Social Security as soon as you qualify. Let's discuss some strategies with Mark Horner, a wealth advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton, Illinois. Mark, uh, there are benefits, uh, obviously, to advancements in technology and in healthcare. People are living longer, but that also means that some people are choosing to work longer. So what, what are some of the benefits and what does that mean for Social Security? 
Yeah, so that, Social Security is one of the important decisions that we all need to make as we're approaching retirement. And yeah, it might, it might make sense to defer uh, taking Social Security and not uh, not uh, taking advantage of Social Security as soon as you're as soon as you're eligible. There's some nice guaranteed growth rates to deferring Social Security, but you know the whole idea of continuing to work longer has got all sorts of uh, benefits associated with that that you might you might really want to spend some time thinking about beyond beyond financial so there's a range of academic studies that have talked about uh, slowing cognitive decline uh, as a result of work and a, a benefit of uh, continuing to work also uh, less physical ailments for people that continue to work and, and maintaining that sense of community that we all get from the workplace during our working years that if that if that just disappears entirely that can that can be a real challenge for people to deal with in in retirement so yeah lot lots of financial and lifestyle uh, issues to think about before really pulling the trigger on retirement. And here's the other thing. It's not like you have to stay in your exact position if you're working past that age. You can step down into a much less uh, stressful position and still be working and, as you said, get those mental benefits from being in the workplace, too. So, amen. We have heard from countless clients that have stepped down from uh, from their conventional working careers that maybe had a, a wider range of responsibilities into jobs that they just show up, take care of take care of their responsibilities, and they can walk out the door and not have to think about work at all. And they they relate just how much fun they have going to work, being part of that community, that environment, making a contribution, having purpose, but then being able to walk out the door and not think about work at all and really love that that kind of downshift in the in a in a second career as part of their retirement plan. So absolutely. So and you're not only building your Social Security, but you're then going to be getting checks for a long, long time. Yeah, so back to the financial elements of, of waiting. I mean, that gives you an opportunity to maybe build up a little bit more of a cash cushion in that checking savings account to get your financial plan in a better in a better place to weather the market volatility that we're going through uh, right now and we will go through again in the future. So uh, as far as the financial plan piece, being able to take a little bit of pressure off of your financial plan by drawing on it a little less or maybe even not at all for a few more for a few more years is going to is going to add strength to just about anybody's financial plan. Thanks so much. Mark Horner, a wealth advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. The website, fairhavenwealth.com. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday and still to come, why a job search shouldn't wait until the new year. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. If you're considering a change of careers in the next two months, well, it may be a crucial time to start working towards success next year. Let's get some insight from Rick Cobb, founder of workplace consulting firm to discern based here in Chicago. And Rick, I know come January, February, that's really when companies have budgeted for those new positions. But but we're saying now is the time to get a jump on that. Sure. It's a bit like a health club. You know, January, everybody's going to be in there with their New Year's resolutions. The reality, though, is that most companies are on a calendar fiscal year. So they've, they're in their fourth quarter. They've decided, okay, we are where we are. And we're going to have to start thinking about what we do next year. They may not be hiring right now, but they are thinking about what they're going to do in the first quarter. And so getting out into the market at this point puts you ahead of the game. And there's another really unique byproduct of this. Most people go to ground between Thanksgiving and New Year's. 
you know, they just say, well, gee, I'm, you know, I'll wait till the new year. But the people that you need to meet often have traveling responsibilities, and this may be the only time you can reach them. So from a, from a competition perspective, fewer people competing with you, and from an opportunity perspective, and because you're going to be first in, this is a really good time to be in the market. You mentioned the holidays, too, and that's sort of a unique way to get your foot in the door. Even if it's, say, a seasonal or, or a semi-permanent position, that could be just what it takes then come the new year to be ready for a full-time opportunity. Sure. This, this, what we have to think about in terms of opportunities, work opportunities, certainly at the beginning of the year, you have seasonal hiring, but a lot of seasonal hiring turns into longer term, as you said. The other part of it is that we hire and or promote the people that we know and like. It's not really about your abilities and capabilities and your uh, and your accomplishments. It should be. But at the end of the day, the day, we work with people that we're comfortable with. That's why internships are so compelling. So if you've been there and you have the skill sets and something presents itself that is full time or you you are you have your head up and you're paying attention to that you may discover something that nobody else would even know about unless they were in that company during the during the seasonal time we'll get those resumes ready now thanks so much rick cobb founder of workplace consulting firm to discern here in chicago even you can also find some past programs plus later today a podcast of this hour at wbbmnewsradio.com and on the odyssey app tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.